Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Islander will get it and they'll boot it into the grandstand. Connor Murray gives it off to Cabri. And a famous Irish victory. Their first against the All Blacks in New Zealand. Their fourth overall and fully deserved. Well, there's no denying that. That was uh, Grant Nisbet with uh, his call on the final stages of that second test match, which uh, saw Ireland knock over New Zealand 23-12, and so doing, winning their first test match on New Zealand soil. Four out of seven, they've now won Ireland against us. The last three of four, we have lost against opposition. So things are not going in the right direction, I think it's fair to say. As we say, a very good morning to Grant Nisbet, who had that call and will call again on uh, Saturday night in his uh, beloved Wellington, Nisbo. Uh, good morning to you. Bit of a head scratch of that one over the weekend for a number of reasons. Yeah, g'day, Smithy. Yeah, it was controversial, wasn't it? It really was. And uh, you mentioned the word bizarre, and it was bizarre, absolutely bizarre from start to finish. But I think we have to acknowledge Ireland were better on the night, mm. uh, regardless of all the sort of side stories that are attached to it. Why are they better in this? But what, were they, uh, I mean, another slow start. Uh, Ian Foster bemoaning the fact that a side is having to play catch up from early on in the piece. But uh, this time around, uh, the slow start didn't stop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the All Blacks probably um, had plenty of resolve in terms of let's start well, boys, and all the rest of it. But it didn't happen again, and they conceded a try inside five minutes and uh, and then of course the fun started the yellow card started the red card started and there was never really any flow in the all-black performance uh, understandable i suppose with blokes coming and going and people not knowing quite who was playing and who was not playing um and it and it, it never really recovered i mean we got that flukish try just before half time and Isla must have looked at the scoreboard at half time and thought what is going on here 10-7 we're better than that aren't we but um, they continued to play well. We were pretty shambolic in the second half. And although we got a late try, it was never really going to affect uh, the situation. And uh, I think the All Blacks need to have a very close look at themselves. They do indeed. Uh, they made only one change. Ireland made only one change. Also through uh, injury, of course, to Sam Whitelock. Scott Barrett hops across to a locking situation. Dalton Popoletti comes in. So we're effectively playing three sevens in the match. Didn't seem to work. No, it didn't seem to work. And, and of course, we lost Adi Savia after I don't know how long it was. And uh, so he was gone. So then we only had a couple of loose forwards um, on the field. I think in the ideal world now, after you know reviewing Eden Park, in the ideal world now, of course, Scott Barrett plays at six. 
Sam Whitelock comes back, and I think you'll find he'll make a fairly miraculous recovery this week, and he'll be back. Uh, Barrett will play at uh, six, and they'll, they'll be looking at other changes too. I personally would be starting Dane Coles. I think we need a bit of mongrel early on, and if ever anyone's got some mongrel, it's he. And I think he's fully fit and ready to go. He warmed up on Saturday, so I don't think there's any question mark over his fitness. I'd be playing him. And uh, then, of course, you've got to look at uh, maybe uh, the midfield. I think Will Jordan has to start. That's a given. Um, he's one of our very best players. Can't afford to have him sitting on the bench, so he has to start probably on the wing. And they'll have a look at midfield too, I think. Right, let's uh, also look at the the, the scenario um, of Papaletti and Kane playing together in, uh, in this boat. Uh, okay, we knew it was going to be a dry ground because we're under a roof, so you, you can look at speed of game, but it, it just seemed that Ireland uh, were as quick, and but just a bit more powerful man-on-man. Peter Omani, amazing player. Yeah, amazing player. Yeah, he is. And, uh, I mean, they are a very, very formidable pack. They're all big men. There's no doubt about that. Uh, probably the smallest man is Funder Flair, but, and he's still a big man. You know, you've got Kalen Doris at number eight. He's he's a big fellow. you Omani. Ryan and Byrne are big blokes, and have got a very, very good front row. Um, so a bit like France, they are all big men, big ball carriers, etc., etc. And I don't think the All Blacks can afford to be playing three number sevens on the park against them. And uh, it was a bit unfair on Dalton Popoli in many ways because he had played, I think, nine or made nine previous starts for the All Blacks at open side. And this was the first time that he'd actually played on the blind side for the All Blacks. So... Uh, clearly, he was playing out of position. There's no doubt about that. Then there's the continuing debate about Adi Savir, of course. Is he a number eight? Is he a number seven? I think in the ideal world, he's probably a number seven, which would um, which would mean, obviously, you'd have to uh, have to leave uh, Sam Kane out. And then who do you play at number eight? You know, we need a big blockbusting number eight uh, along the lines, I guess, of Caelan Doris. So, look, there's um, there's continuing debates, and they're all very interesting, Smithy. Okay, well, here's a, let's talk about what people will be talking about as well, Nisbo, because it had such a great impact on the game. Uh, and I'm sure you, you, you're a play-by-play caller, so you've just got to get on with the game like the players do as such. But I imagine on the sober light of day, or even over a cold one after the game, you talked about these card scenarios. The one now that Eddie Jones is backing up uh, from Australia, that Ian Foster's chiming in on as well. Um, these yellow and red card scenarios that are just being handed out on a regular basis. The loss of the loss of Ta'ava. Now, the week before, as I said in my sermon, the week before, Darcy Swain gets sent off for an intentional head, but don't have a problem with that. Is Angus Ta'ava's the same sort of crime here with the same punishment? No. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I'm starting to think we need degrees of red card now. Um, and I don't know whether you, you have two red, red, different red cards or turn one into a white or a blue or some other damn thing. I'm not sure, but... There was an intentional headbutt. That's a red card. Goodbye. Game over. Uh, there's an accident, a rugby accident, and that's all I can put it down to. And that doesn't deserve you to go to the sideline and be gone for the entire match, in my view. Um, if if you are going to send someone to the sideline in that scenario, then I believe 20 minutes is uh, is what we had. And we had that, of course, in Super Rugby. So you've got the intentional foul play and you've got the unintentional. And there's no way in the world that Angus Ta'avau could have avoided that. I don't think he even thought he was going to be the tackler until Ringrose pivoted and went straight at him. I mean, he, he had less than a second to do anything. And uh, do you think that he really wanted to go head-to-head with the bloke? Actually, he came off second no. best. 
Um, so look, yeah, um, it's just you just got to be sensible, Smithy. Sensible. Well, that's an interesting word, Nisbo, common sense refereeing, common sense officiating, because the game not only does that, we're reduced to big, powerful men having golden oldie scrums. That, that is a weird scenario. And then this Artie Sevier, clearly one of the best pay- players on the planet, one of the people that people pay good money to either watch through their subscriptions or pay to go to the ground to come and see play, removed from the game by doing absolutely nothing wrong himself. How can that be right? <laughs> I, I don't know. There was total confusion, absolute confusion. And, I, and I'm reading between the lines here. I think the officials have got this wrong, and we're probably going to find out maybe today whether there is a law that suggests that Adi Savia had to stay off the field. I don't know whether there is. And, um, you know, Ian Foster yesterday in his press conference intimated that the officials might have told him that they got it wrong. But, hey, um, it, it didn't do the All Blacks any good on the night, did it? Uh, it was just bizarre, really. It was almost like they were making up the rules as they went along. Um, I've never come across that before in my life, that a bloke can't come back because he was just off the field briefly while, um, you know, while they had to pack a couple of scrums with, uh, you know, getting a prop on. So I think that was a shambles and a mistake. It's a, it is a mistake, and, and it's wrong because it, it robs the game of quality, it rob the, robs the fans of quality, and it, it robs the, the All Blacks of one of their most potent weapons as the game goes on. And, you know, just, we saw last week uh, Adi Savia owned the last 15 minutes. Uh, well, he had no, he had no possibility of, of doing that. So I, I personally just believe they've got to look at that and look at it damn quickly, and not just over, you know, a, a summit or a forum coming up in the next six months at some stage, because rugby is dying in front of their eyes if they don't believe that. Yeah, look, I mean, you're not going to get the International Rugby Board to admit they've made a mistake. So, um, you know, there's going to be probably going to be the odd apology here and there and uh, and let's move on. But, you know, it's a bit like that scenario at the end of the Lions series in 217, Smithy, when the referees just made up mm. a, made up a law on the, on, on, on the hoof. Um, you know, either these things are right or they are wrong and uh, they've got to sort it out. They do indeed. Um, obviously, uh, Northern Hemisphere uh, rugby is going okay because they had a hell of a weekend, didn't they? I mean, that was uh, some performance. I mean, Scotland, to me, the one that's probably talked about the least was Scotland knocking over Argentina so comfortably. Uh, and Argentina just kept, just kept happening. Yes, it's amazing what a week can do. I mean, seven days ago, we were all saying, you know, Southern Hemisphere rugby's had a great weekend. The All Blacks have beaten Ireland. Uh, the Wallabies have beaten England. Uh, Wales have lost to South Africa. And, of course, Argentina have won. Suddenly it all swings around. And now we've got four sort of grand finals coming up this weekend. Doesn't get much better than that. No, it doesn't. Uh, you mentioned what uh, you thought um, perhaps in terms of one or two changes that uh, the All Blacks need to do. Um, you know, uh, I quite like the fact that that were they were consistent in terms of not changing a winning team. But here we've got a losing team, um, and apart from Coles, and I totally agree, you cannot have Will Jordan not on the park for eighty minutes. Uh, what are they going to do here? Are, are we looking at a Moonga start this weekend? No, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. Um, I think Bowden Barrett was okay, certainly not as dominant at Eden Park, but, you know, it's the old scenario, Smithy. Uh, the 9 and 10 are never going to look any good 
if the forward pack aren't dominant. And the forward pack weren't dominant, which is understandable given that they, you know, played with only seven forwards for uh, the best part of, uh, you know, 60 minutes or so. So I think they'll stick with uh, with Bowden Barrett. They might look at the midfield. You know, you've got David Havili and uh, and um, and Goodhue uh, sort of poised to, to come back into the midfield. I don't think Quinn Tupai had his best ever game. Um, I was talking to lots of people on Saturday night about what they might do, and one guy who has to remain nameless uh, told me that he would go with uh, would go with Goodhue uh, because he's been there in those big situations before. But I think they will look at midfield for sure. I think Will Jordan. Uh, will play um, whether you bring him in for Fanga Anuku or Reese. I'm not sure. Probably Fanga Anuku, um, but certainly he has to start. No doubt about that. And then, of course, you've got the scenario of whether Sam Whitelock is fit. If he is fit, uh, then he'll play for sure. And Scott Barrett will go back to six. And as I said before, I'd be starting with uh, dear old Colsey at 35. Mm. But by gee, the Irish would know he was there. Yeah, well, good Paniki man, as you well know, Nispo. That uh, what did you what did you make of uh, Fokatava, fellow Fokatava's debut? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I mean, he um, he had a couple of dabs. He went very close to scoring a try, um, and uh, they, they brought him on with twenty minutes to go. And uh, I think he'd be pretty proud of his uh, performance. But you know, it was a losing All Black effort, so it's a bit hard to celebrate, I suppose. But uh, he certainly didn't look out of place. Okay, uh, so Nispo, um, this weekend, I mean, I, I didn't see too many injuries coming out of the Irish squad, uh, so I would imagine uh, COVID-free, they're, they're going to be pretty much the same weapon this weekend. Uh, what are you, what are you, what are you forecasting? Uh, are, are you seeing an, an All Black revival here, an All Black change around? Oh, there will be a bounce back. There's no doubt about that. There will be a bounce back. Uh, you you kind of know what you're going to get with Ireland. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say they're predictable, totally predictable, but, um, you know, they're just a very good all-round team. I mean, they would have been a bit nervous when Johnny Sexton limped off with about uh, five minutes to go, but I think he'll be fine. Of course, they've got this other game here uh, tomorrow night against New Zealand Maori, um, and <laughs> I guess some of the test squad will have to make up, um, you know, the reserve or some of the reserve bench, and I'm... I'm pretty sure that uh, the team that faces uh, the New Zealand Maori team will be asked to go just about the entire 80 minutes. They won't really want to get too many of their test players involved in this game. Um, they won't make any changes. Why would you? Um, I think they've come through relatively injury-free. Look, it's just a great scenario, really. It's, it's pretty hard to pick. Um, the All Blacks appeared to be dominant, although I did think the score flattered them in Eden Park, Smithy. Um, but they did have that dominant period just before half-time. Then Ireland bounces back. I mean, it, it really sets it up for a terrific game. It does. Yeah, I can't wait, actually, and uh, I'm uh, happy to be saying, and lucky to be saying that I'll be there sideline, so I'm looking forward to that, Nisbo. Looking forward to your call as well. I think Justin's in the middle of us, so, uh, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. The, a a, a three-test series. Absolutely love them with a the third test meaning so much. Nisbo, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, have a good week, and we'll catch you at the weekend, eh? Good on you, Smithy. Cheers. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91